it, it isn't, you know, we started out this podcast with like, this is, this is remote work. No, this is far from it. This is not normal. And, and I think to treat it any other way is, is putting everyone in a, in a difficult spot. And it's not to say there isn't work to be done, right? Like there's a lot of work to be done. And I think it. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. It does. Be rational. Oh, speaking of, hey, check this out. Check this out. I uh, I I learned something yesterday. Okay. Oh shit! I got. Oh shit! Nothing. I got nothing. So you didn't learn something yesterday. What 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 do you what's what brand of uh, keyboard do you have there? It's a uh, Roland. Roland makes some good keyboards. Is it sampled? Um. Yeah, it has to be. But the it has like a thousand key polyphony, so like you're never gonna run out of. Do you have a thousand keys on there? No, but like what it means is. So if you're suspending the tone uh, and you keep hitting it, like some some keyboards will run out of like memory, right? Right, right, right. And so this basically like you're not going to run out of being able to produce. You that. know, the old school um, electronics that were used to make the music for a lot of the, uh, and this is because you kids wouldn't know about this, but a lot of the early Nintendo and Super Nintendo games had uh, two and three key polyphony. And so you had to get like super creative in, uh, you can only do one zone at a time. Sprinklers. By the way, our sprinklers aren't on yet. I tried to check my sprinklers this morning. We don't have water. Sorry. Um, I've been asked to turn on sprinklers for kids. It's like 40 degrees outside. I got my jacket on. Hey, I, you know what? Like, that's, that's no, it's 61. Oh, but it says 50% chance of rain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks cloudy. You guys want to see, you guys want to, you guys want to see what I got? Sure. Check check that out. What is that? Well, I can't read it. Um, but a guy I know whose wife is Korean translated it, and she says it says fire chicken sauce. Interesting. So you haven't tried it yet, though? No, but I'm going to make a bowl of ramen after we record. And he said to start with just like a dime-sized drop into the ramen to start with because it's it's pretty fiery hot. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. So that's my... That's my big purchase that showed up today. Fire chicken sauce. I kind of find nice. Your, um, do you see the Do you see the cool picture of the person blowing fire here? I'm gonna have to put I it. Well, 
we'll have to we'll have to put a, a photo on the blog post for this episode yeah send me a photo of that yeah so so go ahead and continue with the, the whole nintendo thing because i think i know where you're going no i was just i was just i was I was just saying that uh, I think for like the old Nintendo games, the the soundtrack uh, had like two, like the the technology used to create the music for those was like two and three key polyphony, right? So like they had to get like super creative, and they only had a handful of voices that they could use, so they had to get super creative in how they they did both the backing music and the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know, it was a two or three years ago, I came across a YouTube video where someone was explaining with the original Legend of Zelda, um, it consume they, they, it consumes so much memory that a lot of the times the music in the background would cut out to, so the, the sound effects could take priority. And even then the entire soundtrack didn't always play. And someone tried to recreate what it should have sounded like had, had, the cartridge had enough memory for the sound to actually the song to actually play. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's funny because those original songs, like because of the way that the gaming was back then, and you could never save and you had to play it over and over and over again, like those songs are part of culture now. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like in in any one of us could basically like hum an entire tune if it was right there going along so well you're both thinking of the legend of zelda music right now after me talking about no i've got i've got bill withers going right now rest in peace (laughs) i i don't know how it slipped my radar but it has to be all of the covid19 stuff but you know one of the greatest artists of all time passed away and yeah, it did, didn't even hit my radar when it happened. So, anyways, this was this was the little riff that I was trying to play, but I couldn't get the rhythm going because I felt the pressure of the headphones on and and whatever. But I learned the, like the baseline riff. Come on, there's no better. You know we're you know we're gonna get a copyright strike if you keep that up. Yeah, we are. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving him credit. This is Bill Withers. He's the uh, man. that's not that's not how YouTube and uh, these platforms work. They like sniff out three seconds of something and strike you down. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but um, I put together a music video for for the baby's first birthday, and Suzanne put it up on Facebook last week and immediately got copyright strikes. That's, That's what they do. That's what. Yeah. They do. Do you remember? Do you remember our uh, our friend that was doing those um, watch a Mormon listen to hard rock movies and how YouTube kept shutting them down? Jason. I don't know about that. I, I have I have no idea what that means. Yeah, Jordan from Workfront. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Those were I, I was actually enjoying that. Yeah, I, is he is he still doing that? No, he. Um, he stopped doing it because it was becoming so much of a pain to keep fighting YouTube on it. 
people have to figure out how to do it because there's a guy that um, does like, there's a lot of people that do the whole mystery science theater 3000 thing. And I watch a guy that does it with uh, uh, fool us fooler. What is that show? Penn and Teller's fool us. Um, and he runs like full clips and then he'll talk over it, you know, basically breaking it down. And there's lots of shows that there's lots of YouTube channels that like do that. Like they, there's gotta be some way that they're either doing it legally or you can get around it. Right. Well, I think the first thing is, is if your channel's op, uh, monetized, and I could be completely wrong about this, is the first thing they do is if there's a copyright strike, the the money that you would have earned goes, goes to the, to the copyright, copyright holder. holder. Um, so that may be it. Like if it's a non-monetized you know, YouTube channel, they'll just take it down hmm. or they'll, uh, you know, they'll mute it or something. All right. As you can see, like our, our minds are all over the place. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Which leads me into our topic today. Which um, is? It's current events. So I was thinking about this the other day. And right now, the title I have for this one is, is Staying Sane While Working From Home During the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, at this point, everyone's working from home, but it's not your typical work from home situation. The rest of the family is also home. You know, at this point, I'm going to have two office mates until September. The, the Philadelphia School District today closed schools for the rest of the year. Um, you know, and those that do have children home with them, they're, they're trying to do remote learning. Um, so it's not a normal situation. And, you know, you, you can tell people's nerves are starting to fray. Tempers are starting to flare. So how can you stay sane during this time? It, it's trying. It's not easy. How can you prevent the frustration from, from getting the best of you? I, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head where you said it's, it's not normal. And I think it's important to accept that and just kind of go with, with that. And I think that's, that's both from a, a working perspective and an expectations perspective. And, I, you know, I'm thinking about it from the remote work crowd because I, I follow these uh, and I, and I, and I like to think I'm an evangelist for the remote work um, movement, but I follow some, some guys in this space that are full on like uh, cult leaders, I guess I would describe them as, and they're using this as an opportunity to beat everyone down to say, see, I told you so. And this is working from home. I'm like, no, this is not working from home. Totally you, you know, like I I've been working from home for probably the last 12 years and this is not remote work. You know, this is not what remote work is like. And I think to pretend that it is, is, is the wrong way to look at it. Um, this, this is not normal when, when things change and things will change. Um, this isn't how normal remote work is, is going to look. And I think it's an important, it's important to accept that and important to just, you know, just be who you are. Um, you know, I think we've, we've all, even though we work full-time remote, I still think we put our guard up a little bit about, you know, what is acceptable, what isn't. But I think even we have let our guard down even more. And I think it's, it's healthy. Um, because we work with a lot of companies that this is their first exposure to being home and they kind of have some expectations. And when they, you know, like I had the in the call early, 
uh, today because my five-year-old crashed his bike in the entryway, <laughs> you know? And it's like, before maybe I would have tried to hide that apparently I can like, no, no, here's what's going on. And I think it's important for us to show like, this isn't normal. You know, we all have all these things going on and to put an added pressure on us to try to pretend that this is some kind of professional office setting is just setting us up for disaster. It's, it's not, and that's okay. Yeah. And I, I think it's also interesting how those people that are saying, oh yeah, like everybody can work from home. Like it's, this has been a major struggle for me with, um, my ability to get things done. And I've, before this job, I worked from home for about five years when I worked for an agency too. And, you know, so like, I'm, I've got the balance figured out with my spouse and figuring out how to, you know, manage the workday around that. But when I've got three kids home right now that are, you know, like stealing my webcam because they need it for a class activity or the headphones or, you know, like their computer's not working right when they need to get on Roblox for whatever reason. Like it's, it's a constant um, nag and disruption or the feeling that there's going to be a disruption that is, that's there that is atypical from a, a traditional work from home environment. Um, like right now, as we started this podcast, um, I was told I needed to turn sprinklers on uh, <laughs> run through, even though it's not even 70 degrees out. Um, but they're just so excited for the springtime because the sun is out for a minute. And so. we've been locked indoors for so long because they don't get that playtime with friends yeah. at school. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think just accepting it like that is and and not trying to put this uh, framework of this is how we're supposed to do remote work on it. it it's okay not to have it be normal. Um, and I think to Brian's point, like, it's okay to expose that, like, we're, we're all at home. There's no sense in trying to, to hide it and mask it. Right. Let's, let's just let it be what it is and, and be okay with it. Um, and I, I also think it's important to, to find some, some, some ways to break it up. And it, it's again, interesting. Like I I've been working from home for, for over a decade. Um, and I've found this challenging for me. Um, and even as a deeply introverted person, like I'm finding it like feeling constrained to be very challenging. Um, and so I've been, I've been trying to work out more. Um, I've been trying to, uh, go out and, and go for a walk, but do it where there's no one around. So I don't get shamed, which is a whole other topic. Um, but uh, don't, don't get me started on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, I've, I found it challenging. So anyone that this is their first exposure to working from home, like if, if we're finding it challenging and we've been doing this for more than 10 years, everyone's going to find it challenging. And I think it's, it's okay. We should be open and we should just have that, that conversation about how we're, we're trying to get by. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a conversation this morning with one of our clients, Jim and I uh, did in, um, you know, she was talking about how she's got seven meetings back to back to back today and um, how they're actually implementing um from the top down saying okay enough of these like all day marathon meetings from working from home because it's it's just not working and so yeah no one's getting anything done yeah and so i you know i think there's this natural tendency when you're in offices that you can kind of just like oh i'll go walk over to you know jim's desk and talk about something and now you can't do that so people are setting up massive amounts of meetings just to answer the you know few questions that are there and 
you know, the, the default setting on Outlook or Google calendars is a 30 minute meeting, which is also like bad. So instead of changing it, even though it's super easy to do, the behavior is just, oh, I'll block out a half hour here with so-and-so. Um, and before you know it, there's eight hours of meetings on a, on a person's day. So I'm not the only one that noticed that, like a drastic increase in, in meeting requests. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I've definitely had no, it. You're not alone. Yeah. But- what, what's the way to solve that? Because, again, I, I, I mean, I think you, you hit you hit on the, the key point, Brian, that um, traditionally there's a lot of hallway conversations and just organic conversations that happen. And because now everyone is virtually remote and we don't know how to have those hallway conversations in a remote um, sense that every thought now is a 15, 20, 30 minute meeting. And when that's the case, it's very easy to look at your calendar. And it's like, I have seven hours of meetings today. Yeah. How, you know, it's, it gets really overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, so, so I, I probably have like more ADD than anybody else that I know with the ability to be able to text message, instant message, Slack, um, email and have meetings and seemingly be paying attention, um, to all of that. So I might not be the best to, uh, to give the advice there, but, but I would say that the instant messaging, um, channels that we have need to be leveraged. Well, I, I hate that. I just said need to be leveraged. They need to be used, um, more, uh, more regularly than, than maybe people are used to there. Do you, um, or, or just like set up a five minute call instead of a 25 minute call, um, and limit yourself to that five minute call because everybody's busy. Um, by the way, you're wearing a lone wolf hat. You bet I am. That's cool. Um, do you, do you think that one of the outputs of this is going to be that we're going to think more strategically about how we, um, design our communication? Because if we see things like an overload in meetings, is it going to force us to rethink it? But even to your point of this can be a Slack message. I don't know if you've noticed that as well, but I've seen a massive increase in Slack communication to the point where I'm overwhelmed by that. Like I can't even keep up with all of the, the, the channels that are happening. So does this cause us to rethink um, and be maybe a little bit more strategic in how we design the way we communicate? I think we've just took, it's like, oh, you know, it shouldn't be an email, it should be a Slack. Well, now where everything's a Slack, it's worse than email. So, you know, are, are we gonna are we gonna come up with some kind of positive to have a bit more structure to how we communicate coming out of this? I hope so, but the, the cynic inside of me says no. I think at first, I, I think there will be, you know, as as things eventually get back to normal, but I think eventually everyone will fall back into bad habits. Everybody, most people, yeah, most people, yeah. That, I, that's I, think most I think people. it's. I think it's. I. I think it's an awesome. Hey, there we go. Stepping on each other. Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, our one plan that we were talking about to today, you know, they're implementing an immediate change right now on specific days of the week that they need to really limit um, having any meetings. So I would hope that that behavior could actually translate back to when they're in the office again. Um, but 
you know, things like this typically will revert back to kind of a, a typical norm of what they were before. Um, yeah. It'll be a, a short time. So, so two points. Number one, um, I think I want to say Jim's done a fairly good job of doing that, at least at some scale. My favorite is his Friday meeting, which is like a 10 hour block block called seriously, no meetings, get shit done, which is a, but which is a good so people, people still <laughs> guilt trip me into to, to meeting on Fridays, but I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> mostly Bryant, but I am debating how to put it nicely. Like, no, seriously, I'm not meeting on Fridays. Friday is my time to get what I need done. You blocked out the day for no meetings. Tells me, oh, hey, Jim, I'll talk to you for like 20 minutes early in the morning. <laughs> and and see and see how we're all sidetracked all over the place. I'm going to try to remember my point and come back to that. But um, what would I've done to control my calendar? Yeah, no, but I, I'm getting sidetracked again because Bryant sent out this group text with uh, the people from the Tiger Show, how they uh, align with cities in Utah. And uh, did you see um, that Magna put out uh, uh, a boil order this morning for their water because they found a dead raccoon in their water supply? I'm like, that is so Magna. <laughs> yeah, but that's also where the epicenter of the earthquake was a couple of weeks ago, too, right? So Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't think they're related, but... But, but yeah, Magna is awesome. Freaking raccoon. We found, we found a raccoon in our water supply. My favorite was that Chris was like, I've never even heard of Magna. And I'm like, hey, you can go up in Idaho. It's all good. <laughs> so great. Okay, so we talked about your your calendar. Now, I, I think I had another point. I can't, and I totally can't remember it, and, and that's okay. See, it's okay to be all over the place, and I, I have definitely found that I've been – a bit more scrambled <laughs> the last few weeks for sure. Um, and I, and I posted it on, I can't, I can't bring my toe up. I see my pretty toenails. Yeah. My, my pretty blue toenails. I think we're all losing it to, to an extent. And that's okay. Again, you know, let's, uh, let's not take ourselves too, uh, <laughs> too seriously here, but I do, I do hope that, um, one of the things that, and Jim, I think maybe you and I have talked about this and we've talked about it internally that uh, Hila and I, uh, back in 2016, started preparing the company for an upcoming recession. Um, and one of the things that we've talked about is that it's a really, really good opportunity uh, to refine what it is that we do. And, um, you know, none of us want to go through those types of things. But if we look back on on our lives, it's it's the tough periods in our lives where we've really come out um, a better, stronger uh, version of ourselves and really refined what we do. And that's, that's, what's keeping me a bit level headed right now, um, is that I'm hoping we find things like this, right? Like the, the calendars exploding and all of the, the chatter going on, on, on Slack and all these things are becoming amplified right now. And I think it's a really, really good opportunity for us to use this time to refine the way we do it. It's, it's honestly, it's the same messaging that we're telling our clients. You know, like this is such an ideal opportunity to refine the way that that you do analytics. If you don't take advantage of it now, the companies that do are going to come out way ahead. And then I think it's the same for us as individuals and the same for us as companies that like, let's use this opportunity to to take notice of where we have some some snags in the process and let's refine. Let's you know, let's use this bad situation as a as a potential positive here. So I saw a. Uh... Usually LinkedIn is, is pretty, you know, people keep it pretty professional there. Um, and there's not as much, 
um, memes and jokes and all of that kind of stuff. Cause it's, I don't know how they've retained that to be honest, but, but they have, right. Like the culture on LinkedIn is, is not so much, but I did see a meme there um, that, that gave a really uh, interesting take on the situation. And it was a multiple choice question of what, you know, what was it that actually triggered your digital, um, you know, digital change of your business, right? One was, you know, technology, two was people, and three was COVID-19, right? And I think that that's actually been really interesting is how companies have been absolutely forced into taking digital serious yeah. um, if they hadn't before. No choice. Right? And we've, we've got a client uh, that, you know, as a result of this started, you know, doing all sorts of things with, uh, with delivery or curbside delivery that it was, you know, months or years out on their roadmap, but they had to aggressively change that timeline due to the, yeah. the change. So for sure. Sorry, it was digital transformation. Um, I couldn't think of the word transformation for whatever, but how, what, what spurred on your digital transformation and, and COVID-19? Aren't, aren't you the king of, um, corporate buzzword lingo stuff? You know what? I, I, <laughs> I double clicked into it, you know, and <laughs> Pause for a moment while I reconcile the synergy within my synapse. Uh, so can I ask you guys a personal question as far as what you're doing to, to cope? I mean, we, we obviously we talk about the businessy stuff and, you know, meetings and how we're dealing with like the change of being at, at home. But but ultimately, it's like we, we also have a change in lifestyle. And I'm wondering how you guys are you guys doing anything designed specifically? Are you you know, are you are you trying to do things to make sure that you're you're keeping balanced um for for me um i'm trying to support local restaurants and go out a couple times a week and it's it's kind of bad timing because i've been doing so well on my workout and non non eating out and i've cut so much weight so it's bad timing but i i, I need an excuse to go out um and i feel good kind of doing the the local restaurant thing um trying to force the kids on Sundays to watch eighties movies. That's kind of a thing. So trying to come up with some new routines in order to uh, kind of break up the day. Um, are you guys doing anything specifically on the personal side to have a bit more balance? No. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm in the state of mind that I'm in. I mean, I've been trying to avoid social Jim, media. Jim because... is on edge. He just, no, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no. He said he was going to buzz his head. And like, this is all symptomatic of something deeper. <laughs> uh, well, one thing I'm trying to do is avoid social media because that is entirely counterproductive right now. Um, you, you can't have a civil conversation right now. People are one extreme or another and they will berate, you know, shame, demean, whatever. So I'm like, I'm just trying to cut out social media, but unfortunately not. Um, I had a couple of clients that had a few big things that came up that were urgent related to this. So the last couple of weeks have been um, more, you know, more of a sprint than anything to the point where I've been up late to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is actually not getting good. You know, this is not good. I was home a lot already. So now you add this on top of it um, and not getting out on the weekends by the end of what was it maybe in the middle of last week, it really started to get to me and it's getting to me again. So yes, this is also one of our therapy sessions because I need to chill the F out right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah you do, man. Come on. I, I think it's interesting that you even knew what was the middle of a week versus not middle of the week. That that for me personally has been the hardest is like actually knowing what day of the week it is. Um, so unrelated to COVID, I've been trying to do some some other things around like reading different books and understanding things. And actually this week started doing little meditation sessions. I've never meditated in my entire life. Um, just trying to try some new stuff out. And that's kind of helped me focus for a couple of hours um, afterwards. But I'm also finding myself taking more time off in the middle of the day to do some things with my kids and then actually picking up post dinner um, and finishing up, tying up a couple of loose ends um, with, with work. And so um, that's probably the biggest change that I've made is not being as rigid with my, my work schedule Mm -hmm. um, and, and being more flexible. And not that that's something that this had to, um, spur that on i you know i go through phases where i change that anyways but just with the fact that my kids are home and um you know i see my wife you know dealing with them all day trying to give her her some help is is something that i've been been trying to do and balance what are we gonna do for jim i think we send him some memes yeah Um, yeah you know, ask him if he's if he's still a cool cat and kitten. You know. Hey, are you cool cats? I can't. I've been trying to do the voice, but I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, I've got Brian's copy of that isolated from last week's episode. I still haven't oh, yeah. shared it with everybody yet. <laughs> I can't wait till it actually, you know, it hits the uh, the street. So um, related to Joe Exotic um, that I just found out, and it. it it kind of, it, it put a little crack in my heart, if I'm being honest. And that is that that he's not the actual voice on his own music videos. You know, I I listened to a few of them and they weren't the worst thing I'd heard. And I thought, man, Joe's exotic, you got it. Because it wasn't him. Yeah, you know, it wasn't him. <laughs> it wasn't him. So it made me you, know, you know who was the, his own voice on his music videos was Steve. Yeah. Remember Steve? Yeah, mm-hmm. from the 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 uh, what's it called case here in Utah? This what Susan something was it? Oh, Stephen Stephen Powell. Yeah, remember he had a whole website with his songs. Oh, it was that's cringeworthy. That's bad. I think I think that was really. You saw the some of the videos, right? Mm-mm. You didn't. No, I have no oh. idea what this is. <clears throat> it was. Oh, so if you want to binge, if you want to binge a podcast. Uh, KSL here in Utah put together a really great um, podcast series called Cold, uh, where they detail out the case of uh, Susan Powell. So Susan Powell lived here in in West Valley City, disappeared, um, still hasn't been found. Um, Her husband left the state, moved back to to Washington, where he was from, um, ended up killing his two kids and himself and burning his house down. and then come to find out his dad had some kind of secret crush on his wife who was missing um, and recorded a bunch of like crazy stuff. Um, I didn't listen to that podcast, but you sh- I, I highly recommend it. You do. Uh, it's, it's a very well-produced podcast um, yeah. and it's a totally bizarre, bizarre story. Anyway, 
this Steve, the father, um, the father-in-law of the lady who disappeared, uh, fancied himself a, uh, a musician and made some, some music videos and they are cringe worthy PR <laughs> so bad, so bad. Sorry. Complete tangent there. Nope. 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 I think that's kind of the mood we're in today. Yeah. I will, uh, you should binge that, that binge that podcast. It's called cold. It's a, I think it's called cold, a cold podcast. That's, it's a good one. Yeah. It's called, uh, the cold podcast.com is the website. That's produced by KSL, huh? Yeah. And, um, they did a really good job with it. I was impressed. I was much impressed. So yeah. Um, I tried to get into, uh, I tried to get into gaming a bit on the console, but I just can't do it. I will tell you that, um, I've been binging a guy to tell you how much I need to decompress at the end of the day. Uh, there's a, uh, SIM builder, uh, on this, on steam, um, the steam platform, uh, called cities skylines. Uh, it's kind of like, um, sim city on steroids it's it's pretty amazing the the realism and detail on this anyway there's a uh graphic designer in la um that builds these beautiful cities and he live streams um detailing out parts of his city and he will have like two and three hour sessions where he's working on a part of his city and i will sit there and watch that in its entirety some nights um and i just find it so like relaxing to watch what happened to the the storm drain cleaner guy oh i still watch him okay yeah i want he he posted a new video last night His, uh that 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 guy is called post 10. okay um and uh he he published a new video last night that i watched where he was he crawled inside like a six foot no no, no five foot i don't know the the culvert he had to pretty much crawl through it i got claustrophobic just watching it um, and he's, there's all these spiders on the ceiling. So anyway, he did that. Jim's eggs are like the size of dinner plates right now. <laughs> uh, have you watched any of Post 10's videos, Jim? I have not, no. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> what we need to do is put together a list of all these great YouTube channels. Because I'm watching sure the one that like curates the best ones. I, I have so many amazing people I watch on YouTube. And it goes from like the extreme of like, Dr. Mix, who recreates like 80 sounds on his his studio, has to have like three billion dollars worth of musical equipment in it. It's insane. Quite exaggeration, but, but yeah. it's a lot, though, right? Yeah, no, it's a lot. He, as a personality, he's enjoyable to watch. He, he's very cool. Then I watched, you know, I watched Post Ten with his like addiction to storm drains. Then I watched this guy that does three-hour sessions detailing cities and city skylines. Um, my latest, my latest addiction is I've been watching, um, I've been watching poker on, on the YouTube, um, Lee chess or not poker uh, chess, Lee chess. So I've been watching this guy that, sh that, uh, plays in online tournaments and live streams it. So did you watch any of the stuff I sent you from that train operator from yes. Sweden? Yep. That so one's that, good. I'll put that on the background from time to time. That, it just kind of gives me white noise. You were talking, that's probably why you want to move to Sweden, that you're bringing that up. Sweden. You've, been watching, you've been watching the countryside go by. 
Yeah, that, that, that could be one thing influencing this whole country and come, I, I do that and and we're probably not going to have it this year but i have it every year when i watch the tour de france and i watch them go by the countryside i'm like i want one of these little houses just on the side of this like farm road this looks amazing yeah but then i can't speak i can't speak the language so i probably wouldn't do very good there <laughs> so this is how we cope you know this is how yeah we cope no, it's, it's a. Have you been brewing up any new mixes in the to uh, to survive the COVID, Jason? On your uh, on your little barista machine back there behind you. What well, you know? What I have found, and I'm I'm almost embarrassed to admit this is that when I I first got the machine, I was such a snob. Like I would, I would go to the grocery store and if the, if the roast by date wasn't like within a three day window of when I wanted it, I wasn't buying it. And now I'm like, just give me whatever has like three stars on Amazon. And you know what? About the same. Care. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I buy <laughs> Nespresso pods for my, my Nespresso and I love them. So, I mean, with that said, with that said, they are definitely not the same, but they're all drinkable, right? right. Like, I, I, to me, I've got to the point where there's like, diminishing returns. Th there are some coffees that are so bad I won't drink, but if you spend, you know, five or six dollars, you don't need to spend thirty dollars a pound to get good coffee. Like, you can get really good coffee for eight dollars. I don't know how much the Boardwalk coffee was. You sent me a pound, Jim, but it was phenomenal coffee. I'm sure it wasn't over $20. No, it was uh, like 15. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. 10 to $15 is a really good sweet spot. Um, but with that said, they are all different. Like I can definitely, I don't want to sound like a wine snob that de defines it like, you know, rock, cherry, fruit. It tastes fruity like notes here. It, it tastes like a fruity note after you licked a dusty brick wall. You know, I don't want to get to that level, but was that the same brick wall that you like had your cat litter in or so I, um, um, the reason, the reason why I, I bring that up is that, uh, one of my very first clients, uh, doing implementation consulting was a wine delivery company. And, um, I, you know, spent a lot of time on their site consuming, and I started reading all of the write-ups on the different wines. And one of them that just stuck with me is they described the wine as having brick red edges. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell that means. Like, what does a brick red, brick red, red brick edge taste like? So maybe on the, on the coffee, I can definitely like the different coffees, the notes to me that are the strongest tend to be like prune and chocolate and caramel um, tend to be things that really I can taste in, in the coffee. So I do have my favorites, but I am no longer a snob that needs like a certain brand that was brewed in like a very short window. Like I just give it to me and, and you know, unless it's complete crap coffee, I, I will drink it. So Right now, so I, I got some brand off of uh, Amazon that I've been brewing before. It was really good, but it was super oily. But I'm back on this uh, Park City Brewer called Pink Elephant. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, Columbia blend. Um, 
but they they have uh, i i think i made you uh, a cup when you came to the house of the pink elephant um coffee it's uh it's good stuff man i hope people listen to this episode i find it highly entertaining but we're not talking about anything of any real value and i hope that that's okay but you know what i was thinking about that i think it's it's a good point i think this is a lot of people's mindsets right now it's there's a lot going on um you know people are you know people are dealing with cabin fever yet feel guilty for saying i just want to leave my house for a little bit yeah uh, they, they they feel embarrassed they feel ashamed to say i i, I want to get out and that that starts to to um start starts to wear you down and then i you know kind of going back to what i was saying earlier like for me the biggest problem is is days and hours have just started to blend together i got i've gotten into this awful habit now because like my day would be broken up you know i would get up my wife and i would get up i would go work out i'd come back we'd have breakfast and then she would leave for work and then i would get the baby ready to go to to daycare i would drop him off come back and, and start my work day um and then she would pick him up she would get home. I she'd get home maybe about four, four thirty. So I'd maybe give it another hour of work, and then I'd be done, and we'd have dinner, and maybe if something big was going on, I'd work for another hour after that. But since they're not leaving the house either, like the entire day has just become this gelatinous blob. Like you know, there there's no defined you know segments throughout the day. I'm finding myself you know stopping. We'll have dinner. I'll hang out with the with them for a bit. I'll spend some time with them. They'll both go to bed and then I'll be working. And next thing I know it's 1230 in the morning and it's led to this vicious cycle where then I'm dragging to get up the next morning. I have a crappy workout. So I feel even more lousy. So it's, it, it's become this, this vicious cycle. And this is one of the ways people are coping right now. Just how do you kind of get some structure back in, into your day? Speaking of that, what are you doing for your workouts? Because you were going to the gym, right? I was going to the gym. So I've been doing a mile and a half to three mile loop, depending upon what time I get out in the morning, uh, around the neighborhood uh, with a weighted backpack. I just increased them up to 30 pounds in that. Um, and then I've just got a, a set of, you know, some weights here in, in the basement with me. So I'll do some, just some push and pull routines just, just to do that, you know. So the, 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 the getting out with the backpack is just for some kind of movement, you know, uh, under resistance and then just some weights here. It, it's been actually pretty tough. Yeah. 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 I, uh, so we just moved and I just finally got, um, our little room where I've got a weight bench and an elliptical set up. Um, but I have not done a single workout in, I don't know, it's been well over two months at this point. I had a really good run going at the first of the year. I need to get back into doing that as well. You know what? You know what Brian's doing to cope? Did you guys hear that Brian got a new uh, smoker and he bought like 300 pounds of meat? Yeah, he was bragging the, the other first, day. The first part of that statement was true, but I did not buy 300 pounds of meat. I, I might have been off by a pound or so. Yeah, you, you were way <laughs> off. Well, it seems like every other day I get a text like, here's a brisket I just smoked. Here's like three racks of ribs I did. Oh, so I'm going to do a picnic roast tomorrow. And then I think I got a lamb so shank. None of this is true. Like none, none of that's true. I've, I've smoked. One no, you did ribs. 
You did ribs. One rack, one rack of ribs. Okay. And then one tri-tip. Oh, yeah. That tri-tip looked good. Yeah. Um, today, I am actually smoking a, See? a half pork <laughs> uh, tenderloin roast. Um, right after we record this, I'm going to go out and prep it and get it going. Uh, it's, it's about a three-hour smoke. I'm worried about running out of uh, wood pellets, so I've been very judicious on my smoke because I don't... <laughs> I don't really so want to go to the store. If you, if you remember um, how long I've been looking at getting a smoker, it's yeah, it's like three years, three or four years. Yeah, and I I kept trying to smoke on my um, on my gas grill, um, and I did actually do um, like a third of a brisket on my ga gas grill that just turned out amazing one time. Um, and my biggest thing with these pellet grills was like the pellets remind me of gerbil food or gerbil bedding. <laughs> And like I could just never get over that like visual <laughs> that like I'm smoking like gerbil droppings mixed. Brand, Brand has some weird hangups, man. Yeah, and so, but but yeah, I, I I made the I made the plunge, and it smells uh, just like normal wood, you know, smoking. I don't know if you can believe that, you know, these these pellets do, but no, that's it's amazing. It's still I, weird I'm, to see them. I, I'm, like the I'm looking weird looking. I don't like the look of the pellets. They kind of freak me out. I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to the day that, because uh, I think Jim was looking at buying like 20 acres or something. I think yeah, he, like in I, South Jersey. Yeah. I I, I, I imagine he'd, he'd have a great outdoor kitchen on those 20 acres. Yeah. With a whole bunch of livestock. Yeah. Fainting, fainting goats that we could go Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't say 20 acres. I just wanted a couple. <laughs> you know, he would have fainting goats because, yeah. you know, when he needed some entertainment, he would just run. Ah! <laughs> it's like ah i can go back to the day now i am refreshed <laughs> you can see him doing that though right yeah he'd probably that like go, so down to, he'd go down to arkansas and get like one of those baby uh, baby hogs you know just like pick one up and then he'd feed it until it was about 1200 pounds and then he'd, you know let loose with his 20 acres in south jersey with his hog Give kids rides on the hog, you know. I wonder what 20 acres in South Jersey looks like. Have a, have a couple of ponies. Jim will be yeah. a pony daddy. You know? Yeah, he would be a pony daddy. <laughs> <laughs> His face is bright red. <laughs> I can't take you two right now. Yeah. This is just how it's going to be for at least the next few weeks. So you're going to have to get used to it. But I, I did read one subreddit where they talk about um, girls who grew up with ponies. That's that's really interesting. Like you never want to you never want to date a girl that grew up with a pony. Like you'll just never meet her expectations. That's that's essentially the whole subreddit. You've got Reddit problems. Yeah, no, that's good. that's that's already been established. Yeah. yeah, Reddit's Reddit's not social media, by the way. It's it's a dangerous place. <laughs> All right, you had a question, Jim. Yeah, so you know, as, as we've been joking around, and you know, we we started off talking about how there are just a lot of distractions. This isn't normal. Do you know? Have you heard of anybody where they've been given the expectations from their employer that, like, doesn't matter, get shit done. Like, don't. Yeah. Um, don't don't expect any kind of leniency or, you know, whatever, whatever word we can think of to, you know, dealing with this. Uh, for sure. Um, and I think it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, that's forced perspective, by the way. Um, it's on. It's unfortunate because 
it, it isn't, you know, we started out this podcast with like, this is, this is remote work. No, this is far from it. This is not normal. And, and I think to treat it any other way is, is putting everyone in a, in a difficult spot. And it's not to say there isn't work to be done, right? Like there's a lot of work to be done. And I think it's, I think it's okay to hold people accountable to getting work done, but we need to do it in a different way right now. And I think when you, you give that, um, kind of autonomy and trust to your team, you'll be wowed with like how creative they are and coming up with ways of getting stuff done, trying to force the paradigm of this is how we're doing it in the office. So we're going to replicate it right now. It's never going to work. I, at least in my, I'm, I'm just not seeing it working. And, and the people that I know that are in that situation are, are feeling just miserable right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard from a couple of people about, um, about the lack of, um, empathy for for those situations and i think that it was kind of the immediate reaction i think that that's loosened up since then but um but yeah that's unfortunate and also you know i think we're all pretty you know on this podcast pretty fortunate to not be living in a major metro in a one-bedroom apartment with our kids at home while we're in lockdown like i i think we're we're pretty fortunate to have the ability, you know, for myself, like I've got a nice neighborhood I can go walk around through and um, have plenty of room. But but those that are in that situation, it's it's got to be a lot harder too to get work done, balance these kids, um, you know, having you know having just such close quarters and the inability to get out of that would be would be really difficult too. Yeah, agreed. No, I definitely feel lucky with the setup. The setup that we have um and i think that that puts us in a in a good position to be helpers uh jim and i had a, a one-on-one i think a few days ago and i said you know it, it it's it's tough what what we're going through but we're in such an ideal place um and a lot of the people we're working with don't have it as good as we do and it's a it's a really uh, opportune time for us to to be a bit of a bright spark and, and a helper to to those people that don't um because it is, I, I mean, I definitely feel fortunate for, for what we have. Um, it could be much, much worse for sure. Well, this has been fun. We should do it this every week. week. Hang in there, buddy. Yeah, and, 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 and just accept that it's not normal, and that's okay. You know, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Lighten up, Jim. <laughs> I'm trying. Shave, shave, your, shave, shave your, your head into a mohawk. You know, do something crazy. It's okay. You know, we got I, you. Might now. <laughs> you just gave me something fun to do. I just might. I might come to work on Monday with that. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all, all calls with Jim next week, video calls. Yep. yep. Mandatory. <laughs> well, this has been fun. This has been yeah. a good distraction that I know I personally needed. So I hope those that are still listening enjoy just the, the banter. Agreed. We all, we all can take a little break. So hopefully this was a good break in everyone's day. Yep. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And we'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.